opposite attractions, the show about theme park design that's technically possible. I'm your host, as always, Scotty Moore. God, I've been, we didn't do it last week and I'm all fucked up over it. Anyways, here's Jim Murphy. I assumed you were, you couldn't do the show last week because, um, not because my power went out, but no, because you were depressed over the ruining of all your future Central Florida vacations due to the closing of a day in the park with Barney. No! How, those cuckolds. How dare they? Because I know when you went to Universal Studios, that was mostly how you spent your day. It was with in the park with Barney. Well, I'd get real fucked up on Mike's Hard Lemonades and then spend the rest of the day with Barney. Oh, man, that sucks. I do like today I had a order come through my Fiverr account and afterwards the guy was just like, well, I'm from Scotland, but I come to America all the time. I love going to Florida. And I'm like, what bit? Tell me about it. <laughs> Is it the one I know and can talk to you about? I go to fight gators. <laughs> I go to fight the gators. Well, the minute he was like, Scotland, I went, oh, well, we can talk about whiskey. And he's like, I don't like scotch. I prefer bourbon. I'm like, well, we can work out some sort of trade <laughs> between the two of us <laughs> across the border. Pen pal situation, except it's bottle pal. Uh, so what What else? Um, um, was it before last week or the week before last episode that they closed down that, that mall we literally just got done complaining about? Yeah, they, that's that was last. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, uh, the thing I want to uh, talk to you about is that they are doing little gold books for the Haunted Mansion and the Jungle Cruise. Amazon.com. <laughs> they, I think the uh, Haunted Mansion one comes out in July. I don't know about the cruise one. I have a child. Send him to me. Fans <laughs> of the show. Dee, 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 dee. Um, have you seen anything about Super Mario World in Japan? I've not. I mean, I've seen it, and it looks impressive. I've seen the Super Mario World Toad dancing to various music that he shouldn't <laughs> be dancing to. I am... I was the I watched a video of like the entrance and it's very like I f I feel like I would feel the same seeing that as I did like when I walked into like Star Wars land. Oh really? It's like it's very much like wow, this looks like the game. Oh yeah. Leo and Giant. It looks absolutely It's like insane. is this where they filmed the games at? Cuz that's <laughs> what this looks like. I'm actually trying to find the video you're talking about because, like, all of the above world shots it, we talked about look like the place would be small, but it's massive. Yeah. Apparently, you know how, like, in the on the from like the Muppet Vision side of Star Wars Land, you walk down into like it looks like you're almost walking into a subway, and then all of a sudden it just turns into like rocks. Yeah, yeah. the the tunnel into Super Mario World looks like that, but it's just green and oh, then it yeah. turns into like the pipe and you hear like the pipe noises and stuff that's and then killer. you just walk out and it's like oh there's and apparently the mario kart vr thing is like really buck wild and i really want to do that oh i like the power up band that you get as you get in 
Oh shit, this rules. I'm watching um TDR Explorer go through it right now and his eyes are lighting up like a small baby on Christmas Day. If uh oh oh there is new news today that they're well in the last couple of days they're putting the Leva Legacy boards back up around the entrance to Epcot in in like they they almost look like fencing. <laughs> like giant fencing. Like the fencing that they put up around construction, that's what they look like, except they might have my picture on them, and that's awesome. Hell yes. Oh my god, the- I'm sorry, I'm watching- now he, he's there, passing and, by the bob painting from Mario 64. There are, uh, there are, uh, the, like, music blocks, like the little music note blocks, and apparently it's like a game, and if you hit certain ones in a certain order, order it will play, like, the overworld music or like the underground music or the underwater music or whatever. Hell they said yeah. there's like eight there's like eight or ten different songs that it'll play. That as rules. long as you get the button hits right. This... It's almost like a si- Simon says sort of a situation or a, not a Simon says, a Simon. Just Simon. This place looks absolutely fucking insane and I can't wait to go. Cause like the big plan is to put it in Universal Orlando next, right? In, in Epic Universe, yes. Oh, but I forgot that was a thing. You yeah, and so to... did so has most people because it's apparently not going to open for like four more years <laughs> because the Comcast has quote unquote put it on hold because of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course they have. Um, well, if we're out of news, I don't have um, the. They got rid of the the annual passes at Disneyland. Okay, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's the thing. That's but all. they are eventually going to replace them with something. And what I have decided, that I guess they've been sending out surveys about like, hey, if we gave you these options, would you pay this price for them? And I feel like if they put a like a person outside of like the Disneyland property and as like passersby walked by, they said, hey, here's a bunch of options for things for Disneyland annual passes. How much would you pay for this? Like a Price is Right style thing. It would. No one would ever get that number correct. Oh yeah, they would it be would like never ever happen. Five hundred dollars off easily every single time. Because the things were like, because I guess the the annual passes before were basically just hey, just go whenever. Yeah, like yeah. You could just show up. And since there were like a million annual pass orders, that could get real rough real fast. So they're like, oh, well, now we want to do it where you can like. You have to book a certain, you have to book in advance, but you only get like a three month window and you can only book like four or five days at a time. Yeah. And you might get a couple of days where you can just show up, but maybe not. And you might not get free parking, which really, if you're going to go to like, like that cannot be. You need free parking. An option. It can't be an option. <laughs> and it's, it's like, and you might get this much of a discount on food or merch or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, and it's $1,300. And, like, no one is going to pay that in Southern California. It's not going to happen. I gave you $13,000, and you spent it already? <laughs> and now you expect me to pay 50 fucking dollars for parking? Absolutely not. Do you know how not. much parking is? You, you went to Disneyland. Do you know how much parking is at Disneyland? No, I know. Th- I know that Uber wasn't cheap, though. It uh, parking at the at one of the parking garages is twenty eight dollars a car. Jesus H Christ! Absolutely not. Uh, unless now, you're like, here's the thing. Yeah, 
if I lived in if if I went to Disney World and I could park in one place and essentially walk to, to everything four parks <laughs> I'd be like yeah that $20 is worth it otherwise it's not really much worth it I'd rather pay for the hotel or you can be a real clever stinker like old Scotty Moore here where I just bring my old employee badge cuz unlike universal they don't scan them at disney <laughs> you just like that's me well the uh the problem with uh my old ID badge and the ID badges of the um, the college program was that they were color coded, yeah. based on like when your time was done. And I, they might, you know, they might reuse a color, but like if you were there in like the fall, it might be red, and then if you go, if you work in the spring, it might be blue, and then if you work like spring and summer, it might be green, and they're all different, so they can tell immediately if someone is there when they shouldn't be. Oh no. Yeah, because I, I did get free parking when I started. Like before my first day, I went to the parks and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna be in the program like starting next week." And the person just waved me through, and that was pretty cool. That saved me a good twenty. Or see, back then it was probably thirteen or fourteen dollars instead of the twenty five or whatever it is now. I mean, but, I'll be honest. Like the the when you work at Disney, your job is to bring a magical moment to everyone's life. I ain't seen no one in that park bring out more magical moments than those fucking parking attendants when they're just like, you seem like you're having a rough day. Don't worry about the fee. Go on through, big man. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. You seem hungover. Just go ahead. (laughs) Dark sunglasses on the edge of my nose. Starbucks in one hand. Just let me go see. It is 815 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. But uh, like I was saying, uh, I don't have a quiz for this week because, of course, the theme we're going for this week is to uh, to make a entire basically seasonal event, which led me thinking like not so scary stuff like that. And then after thinking about not so scary long, like, you know, when you go down a rabbit hole and you end up not on the prompt at all, but somehow it still makes sense. That's like, like me. Nazis on YouTube. That's how, oh, that's how yeah. that works. <laughs> Thank you. That's the comparison I wanted. Um, So that's kind of what I did, because as I kept thinking about Not So Scary, I thought, I want to do a top five beatdown a la the Watcher series, where they just list off their top five things. And I wanted to do our top five Disney villains. And I have on top five beatdown, it's them and then also an expert in the field, which is why I'm looking at AMC Theater's top 10 Disney villains of all time. Um, I didn't say do a top 10. I told you to do a top 5, but I will quickly run you. I had to do a top 10 because there were so many. I did run a tournament a la the G1 (laughs) in New Japan Pro Wrestling where I took the top. I was like, I know these are my top 10. I just don't know what order they're in. And so I made them all fight and counted who won the most. I mean, I have six. You got six? Okay. But I could cut one of them fairly easily. Uh, Well, number 10 for AMC is Claude Frollo, the horrifying, creepy priest from Hunchback. Um, Do you want these numbered? Like, am I supposed to have these in an actual order? My, just my, be like, no. Mine and AMC's are in order, but uh, it's okay. My number 10 was uh, Captain Hook. I think he's a classic, but... I just, nah, he's not that interesting. Uh, Number nine for AMC was Hades. My number nine was Jafar. 
You can only, I can only take so much flamboyant gay snake man. Um, <laughs> let's... But yeah, you love Dr. Facilier. That's weird. Oh, no. Their number eight was, in fact, Professor Radigan from The Great Mouse Detective. Uh, mine was Ursula. So you can already see I'm kind of a basic, I'm the opposite of a basic bitch with mine. Their number seven was the evil queen who did not even crack my top ten. I did not put the queen on mine. Uh, my number seven was Scar. And I guess now you can join us at number six where their number six is uh, Gaston of Beauty and the Beast. And mine is Mother Gothel of Tangled. Uh, and just because she's such a I've never seen such a relatable villain I've never seen a <laughs> villain that you could just not in my case my mom fucking rules but like I know moms that are like mother Gothel like it's it's she is the most relatable Disney villain I've ever seen I, I'll put I'll put Gothel here this one then I'll, I'll go with that for this all right now on to the top five Disney villains of all time she was a gaslighter like all oh, right. Uh, their number five was, of course, Jafar. We discussed a uh, gay snake man. My number five, I originally, before I did my tournament, had her at number two, but then she lost too many matches. It's Maleficent. Honestly, the most well-designed villain of all fucking time and the only Disney villain I know that can fucking get it. I love me. I love um, me some Maleficent. I really. I, I actually, in my list, I had uh, Frollo in my list. I think he like that that creepy. Like it takes. I feel like it does take some balls for Disney to be like, hey, you know who we're gonna make our villain <laughs> a, a priest, a psychotic, perverted priest. Yeah. Is that your number five? Yeah. Yes, I will put him at five. All right, on to number four. Their number four is also Maleficent. My number four, however, is uh, one they... Let me see. I believe they did not even list, but it is the villain of my favorite Disney movie of all time. Pull the lever, Kronk! <laughs> ah! Wrong, wrong lever! <laughs> I feel like that's why they didn't put her on the list. It's because she's too much of like a... No, she fucking rules. Yzma rules she's just like I, this cranky old crone who's mad at everybody and just wants to lead the country yeah as a at like villain um motivation fine execution not the great uh-uh, no she rules she fits that movie perfectly i love her to death don't you dare talk about my big beautiful eartha kit ever again because holy shit yzma rules uh, I'm taking Scar at this one. Scar? Oh, yeah, you went a lot yeah. higher than I did on Scar. Well, I, my thing is, like, I kind of want originality in the fact that it's just There's... Hamlet <laughs> I, again. I, went, I kind of went this direction of, like, certain villains, like, th th there, there are not that many Disney villains that have, like, on-screen murders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> whether they, whether direct or indirect, and he has kind of one, so... Well, he, he got, it's the, well, their number three was uh, 
Cruella de Vil, Cruella de Vil. She didn't even crack my top ten. Fuck Cruella de Vil. See, I, I have her on my list, though. Because she wants to murder puppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that goes a long way in, in my heart. Well, um... Of being an evil bastard. Ironically enough, Yzma, my number three, and my number two all won the same amount of matches. Seven. Which, if this were New Japan rules, I would just see who beat who. But it was a legitimate Rochambeau situation. One <laughs> beat the other who beat Yzma, who beat the first one. Like, it was a full-on... So the way I determined how that tie would be broken was who had like banger songs. So number th- <laughs> number three is none other than Doctor Facilier, just another well-executed villain. The only reason he doesn't beat my number two is because his plan is fucking dumb as shit. And honestly, after after um, uh, friends on the other side. He kind of just becomes a non-entity for the rest of the film, and that makes me upset. Okay, what's number two, then? Um, Oh, that's right, because your number three was uh, also Cruella. Well, their number two was Ursula. Ursula very high-ranked for them. My number two, you know him, you love him. No one sings like Gaston. <laughs> of course fucking Gaston makes it at number two, baby. The biggest egotist on the planet plays it up. Ultimate, if if a himbo was an evil man, he's so good. <laughs> I love him to death. He is He is especially good at expectorating. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, can, he can spit like a motherfucker, too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Gaston's my number two. I mean, come on, he's killer. Mm, Captain Hook is my number two. Captain he Hook. He tries to kill children. That's, like... So you're going his, off... His goal, you're, you're basing his yours goal, off... His goal is, like, I want to murder children. <laughs> yeah, so you're going and, off pure villainy. You're going off who the biggest villain is. Sort of. My number one is not really... Then my number that. one is Goofy. <laughs> the biggest villain... <laughs> Left his two best friends, Donald and Mickey, stranded on the side of the road while he was taking his son to a to a fucking fishing trip that he never wanted to go on. Well, uh, it's time to get to number one then, I guess. Who, uh, of course, th- can I? Uh, what would their number one be? I'm trying to think who they didn't pick. Yeah, so far, uh, Mater. Yes, their yes, number uh, one is Mater. How did you know it's Toe Mater Lion King? No, actually, their number one are the myriad of circumstances preventing Max Goof from entering the Powerline concert and causing his entire friend group to <laughs> alienate him. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Actually, it is Scar. Number one is Scar. Absolute horseshit. Abs- like, no, I'm sorry. Disney did not come up with that one. Billy Shakespeare did. <laughs> and now on to yeah, my. But- Yep. You could say that about a couple of these villains that, like... Well, yeah. Unlike Yzma. Yzma's an original, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Actually, now I am realizing the hypocrisy with my number one. Because I I feel weird because Yzma, Facilier, and Gaston, it was based around who had the best song. Which was ironic because this motherfucker does not sing in his entire ass movie... But he does deliver snappy quips, violent comments, 
and raises an army of titans unto the earth. It's fucking Hades, baby! Can't beat Hades. You can't beat him. Funny as hell. He's got Bobcat Goldthwait as his fat little assistant. <laughs> and whatever the skinny fuck is voiced by. He's hilarious, but also epically villainous. He's manipulative. And if you want to talk about the worst shit of all time, he raises an army of titans to kill the entire earth itself. Hades, number one villain, best villain all time. I'm trying to find who the who the voice was for him, and uh, oh man, hey, hey man, it doesn't matter as long as old Bobcat Goldthwait's in there. We're good, man. I don't even see pain voice actor. What? Oh wait, I am unfortunately looking at Pain from Naruto, yeah. which is incorrect. Pain was Pain was Bobcat Goldwave. I knew that. that. Matt Furrer. Furrer? Furrer? Furrer. It's F R E W E R, and the only way I know how to pronounce that is just Furrer. F R. F R E W E R. Furrer. Which you gotta be careful pronouncing, I'm slowly realizing. He was also Max Headroom, is who he was. What? Yes. They really just got the 80s to come voice the <laughs> Hades' <laughs> sidekicks. Well, then they should have had Gutenberg do Hades. Yeah, exactly. My number one, as a basic person, my number one is a man from Bambi. <laughs> Are you, is that a shit? I feel like pound for pound destroyed many children's days, months, weeks, years, lives by his actions in Bambi. What have you, what? <laughs> is this a shoot? Is this legit? Is this what you've chosen? That is what I've chosen, yes. Oh my god! <laughs> That's great. Well, now let's get Have in. you never seen the Comic-Con picture of the people cosplaying all the villains and there's just one dude there with a fucking shotgun and like a hunting vest <laughs> and people so were like and people were like I don't know who he's supposed to oh wait a minute I do he's the worst motherfucker in there <laughs> <laughs> and they are correct he's the worst in there alright well Jim it's time to build some theme park not rides this week some theme park I guess attractions festivals because you wanted a seasonal festival uh, the last time we were here, back in good old 1932, and uh, yeah, you've got you've built your festival for Jim City. I've built mine for uh, Party Town. Yes, and um, I've decided that like the middle area of my park was kind of empty, so that is where this stuff is gonna kind of reside. It could be at like it could be a year round thing, sort of. Yeah like sort of but there will be a like once a year summer spectacle like kind of like how the how disney does like the marathon once a year or whatever it's kind of like that my festival is about roller coaster design okay and it is it is called the coast to boast is what it is called it is very similar to the Red Bull Flutog. Have you ever seen the Flutog? No, what? 
The flute tog is a thing that the Red Bull sponsored where people ride uh, flying machines off the edge of a dock over water and crash and all that. So essentially in the middle of my park would be a piece of roller coaster track in the air. I'm thinking like maybe, I don't know exactly like the, the, the height that this would have to be. I think maybe we could do something where there would be some height, but then it could like loop back on itself so that it wouldn't take up like a lot of room. But I'm thinking drop uh helix, like a, like a, like a horizontal helix and then into another drop and then into a succession of loops. And the idea would be that people would come with weird ass contraptions and try to get to the bottom. That rules. That's awesome. And there would be two groups. There'd be one group that would be doing it more for like the comedy of it, like the like the flute tog. And then there would be one group that would be trying to make like a more realistic roller coaster car. Like it'd be kind of it kind of like um like a like a like a Pinewood Derby or a soapbox derby. Like they have a a like a shell to build on, and then they can just do whatever they want. Yeah, 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 but depending on what they do, makes it not maybe make it to the bottom. That's so good. <laughs> that rules, and, dude. Um, there would also be like to kind of make this slightly year round. Um, th- there would actually be like on for kids. There would be like a pine wood roller coaster derby situation. Yes, that's so good. They could run like every day or whatever. Um, now, now wait. I think this would. Is this, you said is this seasonal or is it all year? Because you've said both. Well, um, the the actual event of people coming and trying to ride the track would be like a one weekend a year thing, or maybe twice a year. Like maybe because I feel like we could also in the winter do like a like a Matterhorn bobsled situation. Yeah, yeah, and send people down like a bobsled track, but I feel like that would be very painful. Now, granted, falling off the top of a loop would also be bad, but I think that we could pad that up enough that it wouldn't be super like you'd still have to probably sign a waiver yeah, yeah. but i but um there would be nets and padding so even if you got only got to like the first helix and fell out you wouldn't fall like 45 feet to your doom i think you would just fall into like a net with your big with whatever you're like i i would hope that there would be some sort of safety of like, oh, hey, this is going to stay on the track no matter what. But if you run out of speed, like you have to get down somehow. Oh, my God. So it's going to be nets under your feet. Like you got to fall out. Yeah. Because like the loops at the bottom is going to be the worst part. But I've watched enough people like take a loop and fall out and like not die, especially like on the padding. I think it would be okay. I think this is the first time where both of our ideas are going to kill an equal amount of people, but just in different ways. As long as the loop isn't, uh, if the loop is more like a, like what a car would have to go through, where it would be more spread out and not tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you, even if you fell off the top, you would fall into like a gap. And there would be lots and lots of padding in that gap. <laughs> I would hope so. Jesus. Well, I... Damn it. I hate doing this, but I couldn't come up with a better idea than what I did last... What I joked about at the end of the last episode. Which, uh, oh, by the way, I recently started streaming Minecraft on our Twitch channel. Twitch.tv slash a load of BS. Come check it out. And I... I... 
got the most violent wave of nostalgia because I forgot the original party town was going to be a Minecraft map. So I literally found the Minecraft map that I made of that one shitty ride where Ratfink swallows you <laughs> and then you have to fight a unicorn. But, uh, yeah, we're doing Party Town Presents Rumspringa. Uh, that's that's it, baby. It's going to be an annual event where uh, I did do the math. Apparently, the Amish population in the U.S. averages about 270,000. So I took that, divided it by, like, an average lifespan of, say, 80, got about 4,000. So we're going to have 4,000 fucking... Drunk, crazy Amish kids running wild. But I'm gonna say, this is an exclusive event. No one else is allowed in the park at this time. Because I don't want them to interfere with our Amish people. And, here's the thing. These ding-dang kids ain't had no alcohol or marijuana or cigarettes their entire life. They've had water... And they know how to drink water. And if they try drinking what we drink like water, they will die. Which is why I've also... <laughs> which is why I have also created the Party Town College drinking program. Where we take 21 of the greatest, craziest partiers from all of the colleges across the nation. And bring them in to teach the Amish how to drink properly. So, of course, it's just... It, <laughs> All, all of them get their own um they get their own folding chair that they can turn around backwards and sit in and be like so you had eight shots of vodka a <laughs> uh, question where in your mind before you came up with this did you picture party town existing as a place to go like did you think of it as a florida park or a georgia park or a south carolina or oh a baby this thing's straight in new jersey this thing is absolutely okay. in new jersey I, I would hope you would have picked something close to the major uh amish uh like population is of pennsylvania ohio and indiana because if not you're going to have a bad time getting some buggies on i-95 <laughs> No, no, well, it's a full experience that you buy. What it is, like, because Rumspringa, how long, hold on, let me see, because I think, isn't Rumspringa supposed to be a year? I can't remember how long it's supposed to be. So even though I do live within very close proximity of some Amish communities, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. What, you don't know what Rumspringa is? No, it sounds like a... Uh... Like an alcoholic-based Eastern European uh, cover band of the offspring. So it is a rite of passage during adolescence, translated in English as jumping or hopping around. Uh, they It basically allows the young Amish children to go out upon the world and discover America. They get to go out away from their <laughs> away from the Amish community Amish abroad it's Amish abroad they get to go like if they want to drink they get to break all the rules and basically it's almost like a test in a way oh crap go enjoy the carnal sins of the world and then try return unto us if you wish Bye. My my mother has uh, for a while. I don't. I, I'm assuming she still does use it a little bit, although probably not as much as she used to. She had a wood stove, and she would get uh, scrap wood from an Amish wood mill that was yeah. like 20 miles up the road, 
And uh, I, sometimes I would go help her. And I think one of the people in that area listens to the show. <laughs> so, well, if or maybe, or at least they did in the back in the year a uh, couple years ago when last time I went up there, I heard they did. So, uh, well, if they're Amish, I don't think they're listening <laughs> to this. Well, no, they. Uh, I think that it's because like what are Amish rules this isn't me being rude but it is like it is weird when you go up in that area and you just see like a building out like along the side of the road and then they're like oh yeah that's the phone yeah yeah it's like a community phone and then I'm like they're like using electricity and stuff like they're running like it's like a sawmill yard and they're like oh it's fine because it's for business and I'm like that's not Okay. How, that's not how that works. So, so I'm assuming this this person is like, oh, I need this, I need this iPhone for business. If <laughs> we listening to this show, if we have any Amish listeners, one, forgive us. Two, <laughs> teach us how Amish work, because clearly they, we don't know. They they are kick ass with maple syrup. I know that. Oh, they make it's a wild kick. Dri- uh-uh. It's wild driving up there and just seeing tubes running through the trees. <laughs> No, dude, they make bitchin' peanut butter. The Amish make very, very good peanut butter. But yeah, uh, I don't really have anything outside of just let Amish kids come run wild in this theme park. Because in a way, I'm kind of taking the concept of Rumsprunga and condensing it down to a three-day weekend. So now... These grad uh, night for Amish. Well, not only that, now, now the Amish parents can just send them away for three days and bring them back. They don't have to worry about sending them away for a year for Rumspringa. They got forever to do this. Yeah, I feel like three days in Party Town is probably equal to a year everywhere else. As someone who has been to L.A. and and Louisiana and Nashville. Yeah, no, you're right. Just like Branson, one day there, yeah. Branson, just spending like one day there is like spending 50 years. Um, but yeah, that's my theme park. But now it's time to come up with an idea for next week because I definitely have not come up with one. All right, Jim, next week I want to ride based on superheroes. I want to go back to our old first theme park. And I, I want to write that down on my list of future ideas. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to go back to that. Well, but I will. It, we're going to reinvigorate it. We're going to go back to season one and find a ride to fit into our theme park yeah. for next week. But until then, where could people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter at apparently smart. Just go there, please. And you, can, my books. and you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can find me streaming live on twitch.tv slash a load of BS today. I repaired a Nintendo Switch and got really fucking mad. And find all the other podcasts at a load of purebs.com. And remember to support us on Patreon, which I know for a long time our Patreon has been just $5 flat fee. But we've introduced a tier system. So now if you want to only pay $2, $5, $10 each tier has its own sparks, its own stuff, its own 
badassness waiting for you. And it's at patreon.com slash a load of BS. It would really mean the world to get your support. But until next time, remember to find Jim and me on Twitter at Oppad Show. That's spelled O-P-P-A-T-T-S-H-O-W. Are you down with O-P-P?